Coach Josh here. Before we jump into today's episode, if you're looking to learn more about how we can help you become your best self via online coaching in your schedule, your time frame, in your own environment, click the first link in the description to learn more about what we do, how we optimize nutrition, training, as well as accountability to get you increased results with less effort. So go ahead, check that out. No pressure at all. Read up and see how this is going to be an amazing fit for you to get your best physique. Now into the episode. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. And you're in for a treat today because we have a really, really fun episode. We're going to be talking about eight foods you should avoid in your diet. So this one's going to be a little bit like tricky, you know, we're having fun here. The keyword is avoid. And by avoid, we're not saying stop eating. There's a good chance you eat every single one of these foods, but we're going to get a little bit into you know the theoretical, the applicable, all these different things. Like There's going to be a lot of thought here, and the key thing is we're going to have you think critically about your foods and your diets, your lifestyles, your choices, and regardless of where you are or what you've done, this is going to be a powerful episode for you. And this is an episode even in planning, me and Kyle have started to say, hey, there's a lot of ways we can level up here personally. So I wanted to start this episode because you know it's funny as we were planning this i was shocked to know that a recent report showed that diet related deaths so results because of poor diet have outranked deaths from smoking like just let that sink in more people are dying because of an inadequate and bad diet than of smoking like smoking is a huge killer everyone has known that is a huge killer but diet has gotten to that point the obesity rates are skyrocketing skyrocketing and diet-related deaths are also about half the amount of from heart disease. So it really comes to show you how insane this is. And nearly 900 deaths a day are linked to poor diet. You know, we've said it before, you only get one body. And I think where everyone has an edge, and if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, hey, but I'm already making an effort to be healthier. I'm already doing great. I'm already a fit person. And I'm right there with you. I totally understand that. But I always think we can be better. And I always say it's an unfair advantage, right? There's so many good foods. You know, it's eat, back in the day, it'd be like our body would crave sugar. We'd go have a bunch of berries if we could find them. Now, if I crave sugar, it's like, oh, yeah, I could have a 500 calorie frappuccino, 1,000 calorie tub of ice cream. Absolutely not necessary, but we've all been there, right? So we're kind of fighting this unfair battle, and we just need to plan for that. We need to get back that food is health, food is fuel, and it also can be fun. And that's why we really believe in things like 80 20. So keep in mind with these foods, we're saying, these foods are shouldn't become like the all of your diet and we're going to get more into them as to why but our case in point is if you're really eating 80 percent good nutritious hearty healthy foods and you have 20 percent of a little bit of fun that is the balance you want most people though however are about 20 percent healthy 80 percent not right so this is where we want to jump into this we want to challenge it i think this will be a lot of fun uh so let's let cal kick it away with number one yeah number one we're going to jump into is just going to be simply fried foods and especially trans fat right so i think this is something a lot of people don't consider and especially when it comes to keeping track of calories you know keeping track of your fat intake like a lot of people don't look at these specific numbers like on my fitness pal especially you know when it comes to trans fat like even just once again kind of giving you some statistics 
statistics and some, you know, kind of background here, like it's going to be something that increases your risk of developing heart disease, stroke, you know, it's also associated with a higher risk of developing type two, type two diabetes. Like it's just one of those things that we really want to stay away from. And, you know, once again, kind of like going off into something that I was thinking about is just like, for me personally, as I've trying been trying to have each specific food, I've been trying to think what value is this adding? You know, when I was having some blueberries the other day, I was like, okay, some great source of antioxidants here, great source of fiber, great source of, you know, just vitamins and minerals. But a lot of times, like a lot of these foods here, they have some, some like not really any benefits, right? You know, the next one may have a small benefit that we're going to talk about. But for the most part, these are things that just don't have any real, real solid positives. So fried foods, trans fat, once again, to say that I don't have any of this ever, that's, that'd be a lie. I would be, you know, not telling you the full on truth, but this isn't going to be a staple of my diet. And I find a lot of the people here who have struggles and who end up gaining a lot of weight and stuff like this is the main core of their diet. So we want to stay away from stuff like this. And this is a big one, right? Like once again, fried food is delicious. I love like chicken tenders. I really do like, you know, Popeye's Mary Brown, but I have them very sparingly, you know, it's just easy to say, Oh, you know, it's protein and I can make a little bit of fat fit. And, but you have to keep in mind, like trans fat in general is just, you just want to avoid it, right? You want to make a habit of avoiding it. You know, you don't, it's just better not to have that in your system in general. So if you're like just saying, oh, it fits my macros and you're having things like this every night, like it just, it works better and you're going to feel better if you avoid it too. You know, even you consider like, it's amazing, you know, people who are eating, you know, more foods like this, even in terms of like acne and like just how you feel. It's like, it's amazing how it affects your body and your energy. And like I said, if you're, you know, if I've had 80% really hearty foods and I have, you know, three tenders is like a fun thing after, you know, golfing, that's totally fine. It's totally healthy. But our big takeaway with this episode is the quality, right? We want to be the best, fittest, healthiest, happiest we can be. And obviously moderation is a big point of that. So this is where this is going to be really valuable. That brings us into number two, something I am personally working on myself. And what I love about this example, and this one is excessive of caffeine is myself I've worked on this a lot in the past I've gone through cycles where I've been amazing with it I've gone through where I've been worse and it's so easy I think where a lot of people go wrong is to go oh I've already done that I've already controlled that and you start to slide back into those old habits and I tallied it up and I realized oh my gosh most days I'm having seven to eight hundred milligrams of caffeine which is far more than I should be you know obviously that's going to cause you know restlessness shakiness anxiety fast heart rate dehydration It, it, it can do quite a number to your body right so once again these are tools that can be fine caffeine's good it's a nice tool but also even myself like me and kyle have a rule where we don't want to have to crutch on anything caffeine kind of gets this one little bit of an exception because i can't get rid of it i really do like it like a coffee to me is just one of the joys of life but this is where it's give and take like we said right i can enjoy coffee without having 800 milligrams of it i can have pre here and there but i shouldn't necessarily be crutching on it needing 400 milligrams every single workout so that's where we want you just to analyze these things and challenge yourself and It's easy to say, oh, I'm not having too much caffeine, like 800, that's insane, Josh. But keep in mind, 800 is me having a big coffee in the morning that I make at home, having my pre-workout, and then having a Starbucks grande. That's 800 milligrams to about 1,000, depending on the pre-workout you're having. So a lot of people, especially if you're having trouble sleeping, if you're you know, just feeling really anxious, like this is a good thing to challenge. And like one example of how I'm doing that is instead of a large coffee in the morning, I'm just going to have a smaller coffee. I'm going to really savor it. I'm going to enjoy every sip. And I think even that in and of itself, which is so cool, is a mindfulness exercise for me in the morning. I'm going to analyze, do I need pre-workout for the gym today? Like, how do I feel? 
you know, there's days that are heavier like legs. Maybe I'll have a bit more, but that's what it should be. It should be a tool, right? Not something you just need 400 milligrams because before you know it, I'll go to the gym one day, have no pre-work and I'll go, oh no, I can't do it. And we don't want that at all. So this is one I really want people to challenge themselves with and that can go a long way. Yeah, I'm so excited about this episode because once again, the main thing is to really get you thinking and even just that caffeine thing, like I'm like, oh man, you know, today when we were ordering our Starbucks, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go instead of the blonde roast, I'm going to go for the dark roast. I know there's less caffeine there, but the biggest thing is getting you thinking. And this brings me into number three, which is just alcohol, right? So, you know, I'm not here to say, hey, never have a sip again, you know, just none of that stuff. That's not what we're here to do. It's just more so to get you thinking critically, making some changes positively. You know, obviously we all know, you know, downsides to alcohol, right? There's the addiction side of things as well as, you know, high blood pressure, you know, the heart disease, like the the liver disease, disease stuff. Like I've seen so many people just that that have suffered from this, you know, even people close to me, right? So this is the the main thing to kind of just take into consideration, even digestive problems, you know, just kind of the food that you end up consuming, the hangover, like lots of lots of downsides, right? Of course, you know, glass of wine, like all that other stuff here and there is a completely different story, but it shouldn't make up, you know, a bulk of your calories in the day. It shouldn't, you know, just be your entire weekend, right? So that's why, you know, we want to try to at least minimize this and keep, keep control of that, right? You know, and you can set different standards based off of your situation, but I do believe that it's one of those things that when we kind of look at it, you know, there's not really many positives to it aside from, you know, maybe being a bit social, maybe kind of allowing you to feel a little bit, um, I guess, different, right? In terms of just having a bit more, like you could, you know, uh, feel, feel a bit more, um, going to talk to people like stuff like that for some people I know will be beneficial. But aside from that, once again, when you weigh out the pros and cons, you know, for me, when I was uh, making my smoothie this morning, I was putting some spinach in, I'm like, man, this is what I'm talking about. Boosts my hydration, curbs my appetite, you know, cuts the risk of iron deficiency, you know, helps me, um, you know, get more fiber and minimum, minerals, vitamins, like all this other stuff. And then you look at something like alcohol and you're like, oh, it's the complete opposite. There's like zero benefits here and like 10 different negatives, right? So that's why we just, this is kind of what we're trying to go um, at with this in this episode. And hopefully this got you thinking. Um, so alcohol, cut it out. You don't need it. And yeah, like one of the worst things I think you could do is say, I'm never going to have any of these things ever again. And I'm just only going to have chicken and rice and veggies, but just analyze like, like, do you need to be at home? Like having, you know, one client I had a challenge and I was having like 500 calories from alcohol, like most days. And I'm like, you know, this is definitely something we can improve upon. And I know it can be a touchy subject, but you know, in general, this is just a devoid nutrient, right? It's its own category and it's actually depriving your body. And once again, have fun live your life do these things we're not saying you got to be like you know a monk and never have fun things or a drink again but just you know analyze like do you want to be sitting at home like i know it's fun watch football but you know maybe that's a time where like you know i'm gonna have a tea or i'm gonna have a kombucha and like that's a tool i find i recommend to help a lot of people you know you just get in the habit of having something kind of fun kind of sharp it has that taste and kombucha actually is a really sneaky kind of thing and another fun thing i've seen is some types of teas that are a little bit more gnarly if you will like they're a little bit more intense Um, they can actually be a great placeholder for that as well. So, you know, just breaking those habits and being mindful of it, similar to me with caffeine, right? Look at your intake, say, is this something I can regulate and approve upon and do just that. Number four, you know, it was coming. Let's go sugary drinks, sugar, all that great stuff. So first and foremost, the, the biggest mistake I see is like, you need sugar, you need sodium. Like these are actual nutrients that your body does use, right? What we don't necessarily, well, what we don't need at all is processed sugars, right? Like a sugar and a blueberry, a banana, you know, obviously you want to have these things in moderation, but these things are fine and it's okay to have that odd time, enjoy a PSL from Starbucks or whatever, but you should really analyze how much you're having in your body. And where people go wrong is 
they'll be so critical of my like i've heard i remember my one friend i will never forget said he was gaining weight because his protein powder had too much sugar i looked at it and there was six grams of sugar in it per scoop and i was like oh my gosh i can't remember how much is in a coke but it's something like 40 probably grams of sugar yeah. if you want to do a quick search Somewhere up there, it's yeah. something absurd right and if you consider how much you're supposed to have in a day last i remember it was about um 60 milligram average amount of sugar someone should have in yeah. a day coke is 39 grams so yeah, 39 grams take yeah. that in in one coke okay and now the average amount of sugar someone should have in a day um so the american health association suggests a stricter added sugar limit with no more than 100 calories per day so 24 grams of added sugar wow. should you have in a day so you have your coke boom you're done i'm not even gonna pull up starbucks i'm telling oh, you it's yeah. a lot worse than the coke me and kyle are reading the sign for fun we're like oh my gosh some of these like you know big venti fraps are like 600 cals like it's pretty intense right and there's hacks for these things too right like you can still have it be delicious and control it and i'm not saying you can't ever have sugar again kyle has loves ice cream he has ice cream if you love cheesecake you love a piece of dark chocolate, like live your life i'm just saying you got to ask yourself are you waking up putting sugar in your coffee having a coke to get halfway through the day having another coffee with sugar coming home having some ice cream um you know like just just be critical with yourself right like in general you want to avoid this um you know it's going to cause obviously this is directly linked to weight gain obesity um tooth decay cavities irregular energy levels all these things you know come at a cost of this and sugar is so common it's so rampant you're not going to cut it out cutting out sugar isn't the answer just once again be critical of it be aware the four grams in a protein scoop is not your problem look at the big culprits here really analyze you know your sweets your desserts and even one big tip me and kyle have personally that we all struck for clients is ask yourself do i need this right like is just have it for you to want to have something sweet at the end of the night or just say ah, you know do i really need this even myself i used to love getting coffee out like it was such a treat but i just been making it at home and i'm like you know i'll save the seven bucks for this fancy starbucks thing i'll just have a nice coffee at home and i'll enjoy it or like you know i don't need this like it's so tempting we've spoken before about the need to always have something i need a diet coke i need a coffee i need a sugary drink i need a dessert i need a you know like it can be so easy especially if you're someone who emotionally like likes food as like something to you know kind of be calming and comforting if you're a big comfort food person like just analyze this in your life and even find better substitutes enhance the amount of vegetables you know do more teas really load up on the water always have a water you can always have a water by your side it's going to be to your favor so you know i know when i went on a big one with this one but once again we really wanted to list these things say kind of why you want to be mindful of them but also give you our viewpoint behind it because it's just so easy to be all or nothing or to be kind of, you know, just so loud of left field with it. But hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. And even just my, my quote on one of the recent podcasts, food is the most abused drug exercise is the most underused antidepressant. And, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, it's, it's so powerful and it's so true. And, you know, that's going to uh, bring me into number five, which is just, uh, you know, a bit of a surprising one for some people, right? Not saying never have it, but uh, bread and pastries and, you know, so we've got croissant, we've got muffins, we've got donuts now. You know, I had one donut a couple of weeks ago and, you know, I have one maybe every every month or two, right? Um, or maybe two, you know, whatever the scenario is. But the reason I'm bringing these, these things up is because they just don't offer much value for what they are, right? Mm -hmm. Even just when I go to, you know, which is our kind of, I guess, the American Dunkin' Donuts, I guess you could say. Just when you look at the actual counter there and you look inside and see, okay, there's donuts, there's muffins, there's croissants, there's all these other things. When I look at that, it's just, there's not value. Nothing's filling there. There's no micronutrients. There's no protein. It's just a lot of 
kind of nonsense for the most part, right? And that's just me being completely transparent, right? You know, I used to, growing up, I used to have all these things. I'd have tons of croissants and muffins and all that other stuff. But then as I've kind of grown up, I'm just like, you know what? I'd rather something that's just different, that's going to offer me more value, that's going to satiate me, that's going to have, you know, even something that maybe with a bit of egg or egg whites or like, you know, some ham or something, like something that's higher protein. So long story short, I don't necessarily think any of these things, like even bread-wise, like I, you know, of course I'll have a hamburger bun and stuff like that. But I just, in terms of just offering value, I can't say these things do a whole lot for me. I don't think it's as negative as, you know, the sugary drinks, the alcohol, the, you know, the, the trans fat and stuff like that. But it's just more so kind of like something to take a look at. And I, especially when it comes down to breakfast, these are majority of these things are breakfast type foods. And I do believe breakfast is the most important part of the day where it sets the tone for the day. Like anytime I've ever started my day with any of these types of things, the entire day just went horribly. You know, I, I had to catch it with my protein. I couldn't, you know, just, I couldn't hit it. Right. You know, I just, I like to start my day with 40 to 50 grams of protein, get ahead of the day, you know, fill myself up, satiate myself, start with good, healthy decisions. That's going to compound versus just opting out for one of these drive through type things that are, have been sitting there for a few days and just aren't offering much value. So that's my viewpoint on that. And you can argue with me if, my, if I'm wrong, but, uh, or if you think I'm wrong, but that's just my viewpoint. And listen, I love bread. I love croissants. I love muffins. I love dunks. There's a reason we love them. You know, like a lot of people just say muffin is just a sneaky way to have cake for breakfast, right? Same with the donut. Like it's, it's just so easy to make a habit of it too. They come in the office, you have one or two, you grab one with your meal in the morning, you get a coffee, you may as well get a pastry as well. But you have to consider too, like, you know, the three to 600 calories you're having here daily, like this will add up. And we're talking about to be fitter, healthier and happier. And you have to remember food is fuel, right? And you want to make sure you're fueling yourself with great food. And this is where it's really just good to be critical. Am I overdoing it? And a good way to know is just be honest with yourself. Ask yourself that question. And I think you can really tease out, you know, whether you are or not. And same component, we've always said, you know, people will always say, well, define a healthy food. We know what a healthy food is, right? Like I was saying to Kyle, if you want a, a good test, uh, you know, I'm not saying necessarily go do it, but go get some huge meal from McDonald's, fill yourself to the brim. You'd be happy for 10 seconds. You're going to feel nasty the rest of the night. You're going to feel so tired and you're going to wake up feeling tired, right? Whereas you have a nice dinner, you have some chicken rice, some delicious vegetables. Maybe you have a, you know, a small dessert, nice thing of water. And then, you know, it's just amazing the energy level, how you feel, how you feel inside, how you have less bloat, how you have more confidence, how you have more energy, right? And like really remembering that food is this because it's so easy to just go on, oh, this food's so Instagrammable. Oh, it looks so good. It makes me so happy when I eat it, you know, but it's really important just to remember these things. And I know that's not, um, you know, the most fun thing to hear. And I'm not saying don't ever do things, but even, yeah, you want to go out for dinner, eat good food around that, have a great breakfast, have a great lunch, eat healthy snacks and like enjoy those dinners, enjoy that time. And this is how you do this for life. This is how you maintain a healthy body weight. This is how you keep growing. This is how you live better. This is how you stay out of the hospital. This is how you avoid, you know, a lot of brutal things like, you know, diabetes, you know, obesity, heart problems, you know, get ahead of it, treat it serious because you don't want to try and take it serious when it's too late. Um, now that's going to go into number six. Once again, a lot of calling ourselves out in this one, right? Fast food, even me and Kyle, we were both mentioning how we've really been, you know, just stopping that habit of, you know, 
door dashing or whatever, like, you know, ordering in food because it's so easy and so effortless. Even me, I figure, you know, if I want to eat out, I'm going to have to go pick it up because, you know, the odd time I'm in a crunch, I'll order like the healthiest thing I can. Um, but otherwise, it's just so easy to press a button, get exactly what you want with no effort. And that's where it can get dangerous. And I know that's where a lot of people will tend to overeat. And, you know, once again, we're big fans of eating out. It's a tool we've used. We try to find healthier options. You know, obviously, burrito bowls have been a big one. You know, things like shawarmas, you know, subs here and there, like so different salads. Like there's a lot of great options you can do, but you have less control when you're eating out, uh, eating out. And similar to like how we mentioned, like, you know, you can kind of limit yourself as a personal, like by only having a personal trainer as opposed to like, you know, learning to do it yourself because you don't actually learn the ability to do it. And that's where something even like cooking is so important, right? So that's another thing to be mindful of when you actually kind of learn how to cook and eat good foods and what helps you these are tools you'll have for the rest of your life and you have more control you can weigh it you can portion it you can make exactly what you like you can take out what you don't like so you know it's just the fact if you want to live healthier you know limit how much you are eating out you'll save money you'll save time you'll feel better and that's coming from someone who loves to eat out but once again these are things you got to analyze in your life really use intelligently and this will just help you level up and grow I'm also going to take number seven here because this is a weird one, but a fun one. I'm singling out a really odd food and I'm going to take a lot of people personally here. I am sorry, but this is French fries and not even for the reason you think. Like I think French fries, you could group in a big category of ultra processed foods. You know, even the same report I referenced above mentioned how ultra processed foods in general increase, uh, you know, increased chance of cancers amongst other things, which is, you know, obviously terrifying. And it's not to say you eat a French fry, you're going to get cancer, but it's just something to be aware of and I like french fries as an example when we were making this episode me and Kyle were just thinking because French fries are the side you're going to get 99% of the time when you eat out. You're going to pick a main, which probably is already going to be a little bit more caloric than something you'd have at home, something fun like a burger, uh, whatever it is. You know, I, I don't even know. But it's just so easy to throw French fries in with that. And where that's tough is you're already having something that probably is more calories than you consume that would probably eat bulk of your calories of the day. And then you're adding on like another four to 800 calories by way of these french fries and it's just something to normalize but even if you can break this habit you know if you look at people that maintain a good weight that are healthy they'll either you know have less of them and if you're like me too i like finishing my food so i already put myself in a hole when i get them i can't just pick at them but you'll notice too even we were out with another healthcare professional um he got a burger and fries and he had a few of them he enjoyed it and he left it there so it was interesting right but it's so easy to do the opposite to get the biggest fries to kind of scarf them down have them with that main and it can be tough but you are and once again like very often these foods are french fries are deep fried um you know there's a lot of processing on them um you know, they're just salted to the death. And once again, salt isn't horrible, but once again, you just want to be aware of all these things in your diet, right? So this is a really important thing. And I just think it's a good mindset shift because if you can be that person for the rest of your life, just consider the calorie and energy savings. If you switch that to something like a salad or vegetables or even rice, you know, if you make any of those switches, you're going to give yourself that advantage. So this one, is just a fun example to a lot of things because it is a good thing where you can kind of challenge yourself because even me it's just so easy to get the french fries because they're tasty i already know i have a big burger but you know getting something that will fill you up more and have you feel better like that salad i know that's not easy to do but especially if you're someone who eats that often if you love french fries and you go out once a week and 
you fit them in you've had great food the rest of the day have your french fries enjoy your french fries but we're just saying these are foods you should avoid and limit right like it shouldn't just be a normal side there's better sides you should have and like you can even lean into different vegetables you like like i know a lot of people will prepare them at home they'll you know just make the quick ones in the oven but you know even kylie does a great job always doing asparagus he's got me into asparagus and i've been loving it lately because it is a lot of fun you might say that's gross i hate that well find a vegetable you like fill up on it even me i've been keeping baby carrots in the fridge because like i get hungry i like to snack just throw them in a ziploc wham and it's so nice to be able to have a ton of food feels good and i'm on the roll so you know once again we want to challenge your mindset here and we want you to go outside of this list and say what food in my diet do i need to be aware of where can i improve am i eating enough veggies or my protein there what am i having too much of and where am i going to change yeah and you know what's so incredible about this and you know for those of you who've made it this far even just like to be able to write down a few things like even myself um from ever since we started planning this episode to now, I have at least five things I wanted to start changing. One of them is the caffeine, you know, one of them is the alcohol side of things. The other one is, you know, every time I order food to instead of, uh, you know, French fries, getting the side salad, seeing how I feel there. Like, I genuinely believe every single one of us can make a few different changes that's going to help us long term. And for number eight, it's also a bit of a unique one. We're going to have to go with uh, chips, right? So we want to kind of narrow out on something. This is more of obviously a nice little snack that, you know, not that just doesn't really offer a whole lot of value, right? And that's kind of like what we're going for here. Obviously, there's a lot of different negatives to them. Once again, having a bag here and there. But one thing that Josh and I were saying, even when we were talking the other day, is you cannot just have a few chips and then that's it. You know, I'd say a small population but for the most part it ends up being hundreds if not in the thousand calorie range of just potato chips that's just not doing a whole whole lot for you that's you know increasing potentially your blood um, uh, blood pressure you know just contributing potentially to kidney disease heart disease coronary heart disease all this other stuff and the biggest thing is like taking something like this combined with fries combined with you know just the other trans fatty foods like a lot of these things like this is what typically makes up our day and it's not necessarily like you know a bag of chips here and there it's more so the combination of everything that takes place, the nonsense, the stuff that just isn't being taken care of. And, you know, even myself in the past, like one small little hack, you know, in the past when I wanted to have chips in my house was I actually bought those little individual bags. So I'd have like one of those small little things, 150, 200 calories every, you know, week or so. And like, that was cool because I was able to restrict myself and that was fine. I think a lot of times they will bring in those like big, massive bags and end up having the entire thing in one night. That's where it gets a little bit tricky, right? That's where, you know, kind of a lot of negatives, you know, I can't say anyone's ever just had a big bag of chips and be like, wow, I feel so great. You know, even just you start to see your skin just kind of getting all weird and stuff like that. Like it's just, it's not great for you. Right. So we want to avoid a bunch of these different things and, uh, and stay away from it for sure. And just know yourself. I avoid chips. I know some people are great. They'll have five chips. They'll enjoy it. That's so yummy. That's the way to do it. Like that's a great (laughs) mindset and you know i've said before too the first few bites will taste the same as the next thousand right so that is something to keep in mind but even these foods are you know made to be appealing to make you want to keep eating more i've said it before a thousand calories of chips and a thousand calories of spinach I would die if I tried to eat a thousand calories of spinach. That would be so filling. It'd be ridiculous. Chips, you could do that all day. I think that's not even a full one of those big bags, which is crazy. So even know yourself. Like me, I'm not great with self-restraint on those. I have them in front of me. I just keep going at them. I really just make a point to avoid it. Find alternatives, you know, and if you're great at portioning, portion as well. You know, there's a lot of different ways to go about this. But we thought this was a really fun episode and we we really hope you enjoyed it because it it's once again, there's no direct answer is do this, don't have this. And that's why we don't like talking about certain foods a ton because it's just so easy to 
you know, focus in on the wrong things. And really at the end of the day, you do want to control your calories. That's what's important, especially with composition. It's being shown. You could look absolutely incredible and shredded only eating McDonald's, like it's input output. But when you look at things internally, you know, your bloat, how you feel, you know, your like your actual heart, like all these different things, your blood, you want to be aware of these things. You want to take care of your body. You want to eat good foods. You want foods that are high in proteins, foods that are high in micronutrients. And you know, the more you can challenge yourself to do this, the more energy you can have the more satisfaction you can feel with the appropriate amount of food and you'll save more money in your diet too right it's going to go a long way so do be aware of this and uh, we really hope everyone enjoy this episode if you want to level up and learn more about coaching go ahead and check out the first link in the description down below you know it really just lets you know about our coaching how we can help you go from good to great and become your best you